Hey everyone, welcome back to the With Love by Diamond podcast. My name is Diamond and I'm your host. And today we're actually going to be continuing a series that I started last week, which is A Woman After God's Heart. This is going to be part two. And in today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about the story of Mary and Martha. So if you haven't already listened to part one, I encourage you to listen to part one and then come over to part two. Um, I am really excited for this series. I'm excited for what we're going to learn and experience together because there are so many things in the Bible as women that we can identify with. And one of them is just a heart for God and an eagerness for God. And that's what I think as women of God that we should have. We should have a heart for God and an eagerness for God. And we're all, you know, we're all that God is going to do in our lives. And so I'm really excited for it. I hope you guys are excited for it. I hope you are taking something away from it. Um, but before we get started on reading the scripture and talking and all that kind of stuff, I just want to um, say two things. The first thing we have, excuse me. The first thing is we have a new camera set up. So if you're watching on YouTube, I hope you're able to notice the difference. I've been trying to figure out a way that's cost efficient, but that still produces good camera quality. So I think I found a good solution for the moment. Um, I didn't want to have to spend a whole bunch of money on a camera at, at this point in time. Um, right now. So I think we found a good solution. So if you're watching on YouTube, let me know if you can notice the difference. And then the second thing I wanted to mention or just to say really is that I am so grateful for all of you that are listening or watching or have read a blog post or have um, followed my Instagram page. I am just so, so grateful. And um, I don't take it for granted. I know we are a small platform over here, a small podcast, a small blog page, but um, I'm just really grateful for what God is going to do. And I'm really excited for you to be here. You didn't have to listen to my podcast. You didn't have to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You didn't have to read my blog. You didn't have to do any of those things, but you did. And I am just so, so grateful. I had a moment not yesterday, maybe the day before yesterday. And I was, I got a notification that someone had subscribed to, um, the, the podcast YouTube page. And it was someone that I don't know. It's, you know, not, not a family member, not a friend or anything. And so I was just brought to tears just because you can feel like when you're doing something and you're not really sure what the turnout is going to be or, you know, all this kind of stuff that kind of floats around in your mind when you're doing something new. You don't know how it's going to, how people are going to respond to it or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I just want to say that I am just so grateful to you all who are listening or watching. Um, but I'm just really grateful for what God is going to do. And like I said, I don't take it for granted. I am, you know, God is using me and I am being a willing participant in what God is going to do. And so I hope you guys stick around. Um, you know, I, we live in a society that embraces fast growth and we see, you know, people going from becoming viral overnight. And that is really, it's not my intention at all. I want to make sure that the people that are here that, you know, that God, is doing something in your life too. Like, I don't want it just to be like where I'm just reaching for numbers or reaching for, for really fast growth. I want to make sure that we are paced over here and, um, that I'm doing my part 
two, to make sure that the space that I'm doing, like, I don't want to just do things on my own strength. I want to make sure that, you know, that I'm partnering with God and what, what he is doing, because ultimately this is his platform and I'm just being used by him. And yeah, so I'm just, like I said, I'm just so, so grateful for all of you that are listening and it just, uh, it just really, it's just really a good confirmation for what I believe God is doing in my life with this platform and what God will do in your lives too. So yeah, get that. I just wanted to get that out of the way. And again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so appreciative um, of you tuning in. So enough of that. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and move on. So like I said, we are on part two of our series that we started, Woman After God's Heart. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible. Um, Like I always say, when we're reading scripture, when I'm talking about scripture, is that I will always link the scriptures down in the show notes. And I just encourage you to read the scriptures for yourselves. Make sure that you're opening up your Bible for yourselves, that you're not just taking my word for it, that you are doing the studying on your own. Um, so I'll make sure to link all the scriptures that we're going to read today. Um, but we're actually going to be starting in the book of Luke. So if you want to follow along with me, you can. So it'll be Luke chapter 10, verse 38. We're going to read verse 38 through 42. And like I said, we're reading about Mary and Martha today. And just to kind of give you a little bit of preface on Mary and Martha and their relation to Jesus. So it was Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They were all siblings and they all had actually close relationships with Jesus. They were Jesus. That was their homie. Okay. That was their friend. And they followed Jesus's ministry closely and they had a good relationship with them. Mary and Martha, they were followers of Jesus from pretty much the very beginning of his ministry and they loved Jesus. Jesus loved them. And so um, we see in this short um, section that Jesus goes to visit them at their house. And we see Mary and Martha having a different response to Jesus being there and a different response to trying to please him. And what I love about the story of Mary and Martha is I always, I can always see myself in Mary and Martha and just different seasons of my life. One, both of them are eager for God. Both of them have a desire to please God. Both of them are actually women after God's heart. Like they loved Jesus. They loved what he was doing, doing in the ministry that he was doing. They followed him closely. He appeared to them, you know, after he died and um, was resurrected and they had just such a close relationship with him. But as I think I mentioned in last week's episode, sometimes in our in our willingness or our eagerness to please God, sometimes we can still get it wrong. And Martha, in this moment, in this particular um, story in the Bible, she kind of got it wrong in this moment. She was doing, she was trying to please God, and you know, she had an eagerness to be with Jesus and all that kind of stuff. But she was missing a moment. And as women, as women of God, sometimes we are so eager to please God and we want to make sure that we are always on our P's and Q's and we're doing things the right way and we're not, and we're trying not to mess up and we're trying to make sure that everything is in order and in line and 
all that kind of stuff that sometimes we miss a moment. And I know, you know, in the current season that I'm in, I am trying not to miss the moment, trying to get to a next season. And that's one thing that's like a, a big part of my podcast is that we can recognize God in our different seasons of life because so often we are trying to get to the next thing that we miss God. Whether we're trying to get out of a bad season that we miss what God is doing in the bad season because we're just trying to get out of it. Or sometimes we miss God in the good things that we are so focused on. Oh, like God gave me, or, you know, I got this new job or, you know, I got this car, this, you know, relationship came through or whatever. It is that sometimes even in the good things, we are, we miss God in the same ways that sometimes we miss God even in um, the the difficult seasons of life and the difficult circumstances because we're always trying to get to the next. And I think Martha is a good example of that. Like she, Jesus was literally in her living room, in her living room, and she was trying to do all this other stuff to please him. But instead she was missing a moment because she was trying to do other things to get prepared or to, you know, be welcoming or, you know, make her home the most spotless and clean and stuff that she was missing a significant moment that she she would never be able to get back again. So, um, yeah, I think we all can identify, if we're being truly honest, we all can identify with both Mary and Martha. And a lot of us can really identify with Martha, I feel like, the most in most of our seasons of life. Like, if we are not careful, we will always be in a Martha-type mode because we're trying to do the, do the things, you know, we're not being still. And so I know, and I'll talk about this maybe a little bit. Let's just go ahead and read the scripture and then I'll come, come back and kind of share a little bit of the season that I'm in and kind of where I'm at. Um, and yeah, so again, we're reading from Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 38. And it says, as Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken from her. So that it's really short. It's really, really short, but I feel like there's a lot jam packed into these few, few verses um, before I kind of give a little bit of commentary and we just, you know, digest what we heard. I do want to read a, um, the last two verses, verse 41 and 42 in the message version, because there is something that um, is said in the message version that's not in this version that I think we, that I think is important to, to kind of realize what Jesus was saying about the concerns. They're having, they have two different concerns. Martha has a concern of preparing her home while Mary is concerned with being still and sitting at the feet of Jesus. So um, again, this is Luke 41. This is Luke 10, 41 through 42. And I'm reading from the message version. And it says, 
The master said, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It is the main course, and it won't be taken from her. So I feel like the section that I think really kind of hits home is where it says that one thing only is essential, and Mary chose it. And it's the main course, and it won't be taken from her. Um, what Jesus is referring to is the main course. Like we, if you are, you know, reading your Bible, we know that Jesus calls himself the bread of life. And um, I'll go ahead and read that. That is from John three thirty-five, and it says, "Then Jesus declared, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty." So. And the story of Mary, Mary and Martha, Mary is choosing to sit at the feet of Jesus so that she will not be spiritually hungry again. There is something to, I think, be said about what you get when you sit still, what you get when you just embrace the stillness of um, a particular season that you're in. And what Mary is getting is irreplaceable um, something that she will, that she will remember for years and years to come. And it's that, okay, yes, she, she welcomed the Lord into her home and she just sat at his feet. She wasn't trying to do all the other things to, to please him. What actually pleased Jesus in that moment was Mary just being still learning from him. Um, getting a piece that only, you know, only that he could give her, him giving her the bread of life, um, giving her his word and his truth and his love, that stuff we cannot get or we or we'll miss it. Not that we can't get it, but we'll miss those things because we're so busy trying to prepare our home for him. You know, because that's what Martha was doing. She had good intentions but she was just so busy trying to prepare her home, trying to prepare the food and all that kind of stuff that she missed the the bread of life that was literally walking in her home. And he just wanted to spend time with her. He just wanted her to be still and sit and to fellowship with her. And he wasn't, it's nice that she was trying to please him in a way that's kind of like with the outward things. Um, but he was trying to get to her heart and that's what Mary was doing. She had a heart that just wanted to be still. She had a heart, her heart posture was a, um, was a posture of stillness in that moment. Um, where Mary's heart posture was yes, to please God, but she was busy. She was busy doing the things. <laughs> like how many of us get so busy doing the things that or trying to get to the next season or trying to get to the next thing or trying to, you know, get the next job or find a new side hustle or, you know, whatever that we miss God in the moment. You know, we miss the stillness. We miss embracing the season that we're in. And that's just kind of what happened. There's two women here in the Bible, Mary and Martha, both of them have a heart for God. And it's just that one 
was being still and just sat at his feet in one, like most of us, especially in this world that we live in today, that is full of chaos, that is full of, um, I don't know, full of, what am I trying to say? Full of ways to make money, full of different tasks that we have to do, the, the, even just the daily things that we have to do, pay our bills, go to the grocery store, go to work, go to school. It's full of that. There's full of like these side hustle culture. Um, our world is full of that, full of new business ideas and ways to make money and, you know, all this kind of stuff that we 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 miss the very moment that God is calling us into. And it's a moment of of stillness, you know, and I can... I can speak from very real experience. I'm in a season right now where, you know, my life just looks a little bit different than what I, what I've imagined it to look like. And I've, um, shared this, I think before, you know, I'm not working at the moment. And so in my season of not working, I'm in grad school right now. So it's actually the first time that I've been in grad school and not working a full-time job. So that's actually, you know, a good blessing. But I was so focused on trying to get a new job and I still am looking, I'm still, you know, doing my part and looking and all that kind of stuff. But there was kind of a moment where I remember I was just sitting on my couch and I was really just praying like, God, I just, I don't understand what's happening right now. I don't understand. Like I'm trying to like, Lord, I'm, I'm trying to look for a job and nothing is coming. I'm trying to figure this out and nothing is happening. And it just, in that moment, it was just like, well, just like, let that go. Like, yes, you, you know, that stuff will come. A job will come. But the season that I have you in now is for a reason. It's for a reason. And you can't get this season back. And so I, it, that is really hard to embrace, embracing a season of stillness, embracing a season of rest when we're not used to that. When we're not used to resting, we're not, we're not used to stillness. We're not used to not having to do all these extra things. It's actually really hard to embrace that. It's, it's not, it's not easy, especially because of the culture and the society that we live in. There's an expectation for us as people to be doing all the things. Like when we see people typically like at home or, you know, whatever. A good example of this is women who choose to be stay-at-home moms. Some people in society will be like, well, she's just staying at home. Like she's not, you know, doing anything. She's not working. She's not, you know, working a nine to five. She doesn't have to do this. She doesn't have to do that. And who says that she's not working? Like we as a, we as a culture group, as a society, place a woman who stays at home or a stay at home mom, we put her lesser because it looks like she's not doing anything. 
right? But in fact, she's doing exactly what she's been called to do in that particular season. And so we are just not used to, to rest. Just as people, we are not used to rest. I think women, we are not used to resting. We feel like we, and I've talked about, I think I talked about this in the last, um, last week's episode that women, we are constantly trying to kind of climb ladders to try to be in a space of proving who we are in the workplace, to society, to the men in our lives, relationships, all that kind of stuff. We are constantly in a proving position, an approving place. So we're always trying to reach for the next thing because we know that society does, doesn't always look favorably upon women. And then add on top of that, women of color, and I can speak from the Black woman's perspective, as a Black woman, we are constantly in spaces where it almost, we have to have kind of like approving um energy, especially in the workplace, we have to kind of, it seems like we have to do all the things to make sure that people notice us, right? We have to climb the corporate ladder. We have to get all of the degrees. We have to make the right moves. We have to network well. We have to do all these things to make sure that people, that people notice us. And so in doing so, we lack rest and we lack stillness because we're constantly trying to get to the next thing right? Like we live in a, in a hustle culture society. We live in a society that, um, that encourages, um, and I'm not saying that networking is bad because networking is good and you should know people and, um, have good relationships with people, especially if you are working and trying to, you know, make it to a different place and, you know, your work setting or whatever, whatever work setting you work in, if you want to try to make it to being a director, you should probably get to know someone who's a director and, you know, be in, be around them and get to know what they do. But in doing that, we miss a moment. So for, for some of us, we're trying to get from being entry level. I'll just use jobs as an example. We're trying to get from being an entry level employee to being a let's say supervisor, but there are things that you have to learn at entry level before you can make it to the supervisor position, right? Like you can't just hop from one thing to the next without having an understanding of the role that you were in beforehand. And sometimes because we're trying to get to the next so quickly, we miss, we're missing a moment at our entry level position. Right. We're missing the the skills, the learning, the knowledge. And I, I understand, like, I wasn't one to like, you know, just kind of not the basic jobs, but just kind of like the because it kind of seems like when you're when you're working and you're at entry level, it almost seems like you're going to be there forever. Right. It feels like you are never going to get out of this position. And so we're trying to do all these things to get to the next, but there are certain things that you have to learn at entry level before you can get to the next. You have to get a certain skill set, have to get a certain time management things. You have to um, learn how to learn your specific role. So that way when you get to a supervisor position, maybe you can understand those entry level positions better and so forth and so forth. You can't just keep trying to move trying to move up without gaining anything along the way. And so that's the kind of culture that we live in. We're trying to just move up without trying to gain anything. Like we're just, we're trying to move from one thing to the next thing 
to the next thing. And like I said, for women in society, we there is this specific pressure for women in society to get to the highest, to get to the next, to have the most degrees. And we are constantly in a place of proving and pleasing and all of this stuff. And it's, it's an unfair, um, it's an unfair, what am I trying to say? It's an unfair pressure that is put on women in society because really men don't really have to think about that. I mean, there are men who are trying to constantly prove that there's specific pressure on women and then specifically women of color to be in a space of proving. And if we're always in a space of proving, if we're always in a space of trying to get to the next thing, we will miss the moment that God has us in right now. All that to say is I know that the current season that I'm in, I really had to pause and kind of take a moment and be like, okay, yeah, things look a little bit different than what I thought they would look like. They aren't going the way that I want them to go, but God has me in this particular moment, in this particular season, and I don't want to miss what God is doing because I'm so eager and trying to get to the next thing, right? Like that's that's the Martha energy, right? Where that is... <laughs> The proving energy, proving, proving energy is Martha energy, okay? Martha, in this moment, she was trying to get her house ready. She was trying to please God. She was trying to prove her love for God in this moment, but she didn't have to prove it. Jesus already knew, right? Jesus already knew her love for him. Or she wouldn't have been trying to do, you know, welcome him in her home that way. Jesus already knew that. And so she was trying to please a God who already knew her love for him. And in her trying to get her home ready, trying to make a big dinner, trying to do all this stuff, she was missing the moment to sit at Jesus' feet like her sister Mary. Like, let's be real. How many of us are trying to get to the next, are trying to please God by our worldly actions, that we are actually missing what he is doing right now. And now what I'm not saying is that we shouldn't look forward to the next seasons, that we shouldn't be doing the work in the natural, but there are things that are going on in the season of your life that you're in right now. Right now, there are things happening in the season of life that you are in and you don't want to miss it because you're trying to get to the next season. You don't want to miss it because you're trying to to prove yourself. Like you don't you actually don't need to prove yourself at all. Like victory is already yours. If you know Jesus and you are saved, victory is yours when he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day. Like victory is ours. We do not need to worry about proving ourselves to society or to people or even to God. We don't, we, we serve a God who loves unconditionally, right? There's no conditions attached to his love for us. And I think Martha is a good example for that, especially if you are someone who uh, maybe works in ministry or you serve in ministry or 
um, ministry is everywhere. Everywhere that you are, ministry is, especially as a believer. Um, we're trying to do all these things to to please God and to make him love us more. Like we think our works will make God love us more. We think our works will, all the works that we do, all the accolades that we get, we think that will please God. But God already loves you. You don't actually need to prove to him why he should love you. You don't need to prove to him why he sent his son, why he sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. You don't need to prove that. He loves you. He wants to be in right relationship with you. And I think in this story of Mary and Martha, Mary understood that, that she didn't actually need to do anything except for sit at the feet of Jesus. You know, she didn't have to try to, um, try to prove she would, the way that she showed love for Jesus was being still, was not doing all the, all the extras, you know, she was just being still about that's what she was doing. And some of us need to be still. Some of us need to put our side hustles down. Some of us need to take a vacation. Some of us need to take a breather, take a moment to be, to be still and sit at the feet of Jesus. And it's not easy. Being still is one of the most uncomfortable things. And I'm not just saying like, you know, sitting on your couch and, you know, being still that way. I'm saying being still in the presence of God. It's actually one of the most uncomfortable things. It's not, we're not used to like just sitting, just in the quiet, just being still, listening to what God is going to do. It's one of the most uncomfortable things I'm speaking from experience. It's not easy just to be like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to just sit here and listen to what you have to say. I'm just going to sit at your feet. I'm going to, you know, go to my secret place and just sit. It's not easy. It is not an easy thing whatsoever. It's not, it doesn't feel natural in any way. And it's uncomfortable. And so, but Mary, but Mary embraced the stillness. I know I needed to embrace the stillness. I needed to embrace the season that I was in. And God was calling me to embrace the season that I was in. Because if you don't, if you're so focused on trying to get to the next thing, we will miss, we will miss the essential thing, right? Like in the message version, it says that nothing, uh, one thing only is essential and Mary has chosen it. It is the main course. It is the bread of life that she has chosen. It is Jesus that she has chosen. It is the stillness that she has chosen and it won't be taken from her. You know, as as women of God, as believers, as you know, we are we are saved. Um, if you are saved, you know you're saved, and um, we have the opportunity to daily take our daily bread, take take in the Word, take in Jesus daily. But if we're so focused on getting out of where we are. 
we will miss the main course. We will miss the bread of life. We will miss Jesus. We will miss the signs. We will miss the miracles. We will miss the stillness. We will miss the peace that's right in front of us because we're so focused on trying to do these other things. We're so focused on trying to prove. We are so focused on trying to get to the next season. And I'm not saying either, like I've had really difficult seasons in my life, really, really difficult seasons in my life. And they aren't places that I enjoyed. I mean, they were difficult, like really, 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 really difficult seasons in my life. And I didn't enjoy them. Like I, I really did not enjoy them. No one enjoys a difficult season, right? When tragedy strikes, when things are constantly happen, when it just seems like one thing after the next keeps happening, no one enjoys it. And I've been there and I did not enjoy it. And I've had multiple seasons like that before. But one thing that carried me in those seasons was experiencing God, right? Like God giving me, giving me a peace in those seasons that surpassed all understanding, giving me his warmth in those seasons, God showing me his love and kindness in those seasons. And we will miss those things, the very things that God is trying to give us, even in our most difficult, horrible, uh, traumatic, tragedy-written seasons, there are still things that God is trying to give you, like willingly give you to get you through those seasons. But if we're so focused on, well, I need to get up out of this season quick. Like I can't take this anymore. I can't do this anymore. We will miss a moment of God because we're we're not even focused on what he's trying to do in the season. Even in our most difficult seasons, God is still God is still doing things. I'm here to tell you that even in your most difficult seasons that God is still doing things and it takes and it takes you kind of being still in the difficult seasons to notice actually what God is doing. So if you're having a difficult season financially, um, which I've experienced before, when you're having a difficult season financially, you feel like I need to do all these other things to make, to get to um, a better financial place, but you will miss, or you will, things will happen for you financially, but you won't really attribute it to God. So (laughs) Just for an example, maybe you're going through a difficult season financially and you need to go to the grocery store and you need to buy a few groceries, but you don't have a lot of money in your bank account. You buy all those groceries, you swipe your card, and it it is the exact amount that you had in your bank account to get you those groceries to get through the week. If you're not careful, and if we're not careful, we will miss that. We will miss that God is like, look, I'm providing for you. I'm I'm sustaining you. Like for for your groceries to match the exact amount of money that you have in your account down to the cents. Down to the cents. You cannot tell me that that's not God. Like I've I've experienced that before. I remember going to the grocery store. I looked at my bank account. Before I walked in, I knew exactly how much money I had in my bank account down to the cents. And I remember, you know, ringing up my groceries, doing whatever I needed to do, right? And literally, it was the exact amount down to the cents. Down to the cents, y'all. Like, 
that that is nothing but God. That is nothing but God. And if look, if you aren't in tune with God, even in your difficult seasons, you could easily miss that that's actually God provide, still providing for you, even though financially it looks really bad right now. It looks really difficult. And maybe you could only get a few things at the grocery store. Maybe it's not even the things that you really wanted or that you really like to eat. You like to eat a three course meal, but at the grocery store, all you could get is cup of noodles and everything works down to the sense that is still God and God is still providing for you in the moment, you know, or Another example, if you're going through financial, fi financial, financial, <laughs> if you're going through financial difficulties and let's say, I don't know, you randomly get a $20 gift card to, to somewhere and you're like, what am I going to do with $20, right? Someone just randomly gives you a $20 gift card, let's just say. And you're thinking in your mind, well, what am I going to do with $20? What am I going to do? Like, what is $20 going to get me? And God's like, hello, like, I'm still working. Like, I'm still providing for you. Even with that $20 gift card, it may not be to a restaurant that you like. It may be to McDonald's and you don't eat McDonald's. But he's still providing for you. Like, that was that was a sign of God. That was that was a miracle of God. That was him providing for you. That was him showing up as Jehovah Jireh. And you will miss it because you're grumbling over the fact that you don't like what you just got. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll, we'll miss the moment of what God is going to do in our lives. Like I said, because we're trying to get to the next thing. Or if, um, I'm trying to think of, Another example, I can't think of one at the moment, but it's, it's those things, even in our most difficult seasons, God is still working. And all we need to do, even in those moments is be still and watch God work. And we don't want to miss it. Like I said, because we're so focused on trying to get through the difficult season that we miss the peace that God is trying to give us. We miss the favor that God is, you know, trying to do. We miss him. We miss the provision and we fail to thank God for it because we're like, oh, well, okay, whatever. That's a little $20 gift card or, okay, like we're, you know, my groceries, you know, the total was exactly, you know, the total of my bank account, we or whatever. Like, it's not even, you know, like food that I want. And it's like, God is like, hello, <laughs> like. You're asking me to show up for you. You're asking me to provide for you, even in this difficult season. And I'm doing it. You're just not paying attention to it. You know, like how many of us do that? And because of the world that we live in, it's even it's easy to do that even in the best seasons of life. Even when good things are happening, even when, you know, you're getting in a an abundance of um, favor. You're seeing doors open for you. You're seeing... You're getting promotions, you're getting raises, all these good things are happening for you. You're getting a house, you know, things are turning around for you. You're getting, you know, all these accolades, whatever. We can still miss God in those moments, especially if we fail to acknowledge the gift giver, right? We will, so if a promotion comes your way and you're like, yeah, like, I, but I deserve this, like, 
like I'm I'm the one that put in the work for it, right? Us constantly giving um uh what is it called? Us being in a place of self-promotion when God is actually like, I'm the one that promoted you. I'm the one that gave you that promotion. I'm the one that gave you that raise. I'm the one that put it on your boss's heart to to treat you this way. I'm the one that, you know, scheduled out this vacation for you or whatever. I'm the, you know, I'm the one. Oh, sorry, y'all, my camera moved. I'm the one that is ordering these things for you. God is a good gift giver, right? God is a God is a good gift giver and he loves to give good gifts to his children. Um, and so when you receive the good gifts, when you when you have seasons of goodness, don't miss it because you're so focused on the good thing or you're so focused on the self-promotion of it all that you actually, instead, you miss God. You will miss God even in good seasons. You won't miss God even when you're trying to to please him in ministry, um, trying to do, trying to live righteous, trying to, um, trying to make sure you don't, you don't sin. So you're constantly in a space of, you know, you're constantly tense, you know, doing everything that you're doing or you're in ministry trying to make sure that I'm at every ministry function and I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and I'm trying to please God, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm living right and whatever, you you can still miss God while you're trying to please him. Because really, God is like, okay, great. All that's cool. All, all the things that you're trying to do for me, great. But you don't need to prove why I love you. Like, I love you because I love you. God's like, I love you. Like, I sent my son to die for you and you didn't even know me. And you didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to do anything to make God send Jesus to die for you. You didn't have to do not one thing. But he still did it and he's still showing his love to you. And he's still protecting you and he's still providing for you. And you actually don't have to do anything. Now, we should be good stewards of what God has given us. We should we should live, try to live in a righteous way. We should, you know, with the things that God has given us, we should store those things well. That means our talents, our finances, our, you know, all the things that God has given us. In terms of like our passions, our, you know, our relationships, whatever, we should still steward those things well, but we don't constantly need to prove why God gave those things to us. We don't always need to be in a proving place, and Martha was in a proving place in this very moment. She was trying to get her home ready. She was trying to make sure that, you know, that there was a big feast for Jesus. She was trying to make sure that everything was going good, and she thought it was unfair that Mary was just sitting at the feet of Jesus as opposed to helping her and doing all the things. And Jesus was like, look, what Mary is doing is exactly what she needs to be doing right now. There's only one thing for you to be concerned about. And Mary is concerned about the right thing. She's concerned about being at my feet. She's concerned about just sitting and listening. And I don't think Jesus was trying to take away from what Martha was doing. And I don't think that in us trying to do things and us trying to build businesses and 
um, make sure that we are climbing the corporate ladder and getting the promotions and, you know, serving in ministry and um, trying to, you know, do all the things to make sure that we are set up well and do all the things to please Jesus. I don't think God is trying to dismiss those things, but I think he's calling us back to even in the, even in the midst of those things, I really do believe that God is always going to be calling us back to a place of stillness. Remember the one who gave you those things. Remember the one who's putting you in a position to get those things, right? He will always call us back to a place just to be at his feet, to be in a place of stillness, to embrace the season that you're in, because again, you will never get it back. It says um, in verse 42, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. The bread of life will not be taken away from her. Jesus, her salvation and Jesus, her love for Jesus, it will not be taken. His love for Mary will not be taken away from her. And that's what Jesus is, is telling us. Like those things, you don't even need to, we are so overly concerned sometimes with the things of this world. And I know I'd be concerned too. Like, <laughs> you know, I'd be, i I get in a place of concern when things aren't looking right or, you know, whatever, or we're trying to get to the next job or whatever, but there's really actually only one thing that we need to be concerned about. And it's, and it's Jesus to be women after God's own heart. We need to be concerned about the things of Jesus, not concerned about the things of this world. We just so happen to live in this world. That doesn't mean that we are of it and we can move differently. So while everyone is trying to hustle and to make moves and um, to do <laughs> to do all the things, um, we still need to be concerned about the one thing. We still should be concerned about Jesus. And it takes practice actually to be still. It takes practice to to embrace the season that you're in. And like I said, I know it's not the easiest thing. It's not the most comfortable thing, but let's not miss it because we're, we're concerned about everything else. Let's not miss it because we're concerned about X, Y, and Z that we forget what, what the Lord is doing right now. You know, like it's gonna, it's gonna take some time to do to get to that place, especially if you have, as a woman, been in a constant state of proving, of people-pleasing. I don't really have experience people-pleasing because I've never been a people-pleaser, but I know that there are so many women out there who are in a constant state of people-pleasing, but I do have experience being in a, in a state of proving before, like constantly trying to prove people wrong about me I actually I don't need to prove people wrong like they are wrong <laughs> right like I don't need to try to go out of my way to prove to them especially if I believe that God will handle it so if you as a woman have been a people pleaser if you are a woman who have been constantly in a state of proving to people why you deserve to be in that room why they deserve to love you or why you should be loved, why you should be cared for. If you are constantly trying to please people around you and not taking care of yourself, and by taking care of yourself, 
I'm not just talking about like the self-care accolades. I'm talking about taking care of your sp- yourself spiritually and taking care of yourself spiritually means to sit at the feet of Jesus. And I'm not saying, I think sometimes people will then try to prescribe like an amount of time for you to sit and to read your Bible and to pray. I'm not going to prescribe an amount of time for you to do that, but I am going to say just taking some time throughout your day. If you don't have, if you can't have like a set time in the morning or in the evening or whatever, taking time, even just little moments, even pocket, just finding pockets of time throughout your day to silence the noise. Maybe it's on your drive to work or maybe it's while you're making dinner or maybe it's, you know, while you're doing a, I don't know, a workout or something. I don't know. But it's just trying to find spiritually making sure that you are being fed. And we know that Jesus is the bread of life. And it says, like I had read before in John 35, it says, and Jesus declared, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry again. And who and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He's not talking about spiritual hunger. I'm not, I'm sorry. He is talking about spiritual hunger and spiritual thirst. He's not talking about the physical hunger or the physical thirst. He's talking about spiritually. Spiritually, we can be hungry. Spiritually, we can be thirsty. And because we know him, because he is the bread of life, we have the ability to go to him and get spiritually fed. We have the ability to go to him and not thirst again. And that that is our that is our um that is our right as believers to to get spiritually fed. Like God is not withholding that from us. Some of us are so you know, running around ragged, trying to do X, Y, and Z. And this is where people start tapping into, you're so exhausted or you're so trying to understand what your life is or what your purpose is. And that's how people sometimes start tapping into like new age stuff and witchcraft and all that stuff because they're not, they don't understand, you know, who they are, number one. They don't understand what Jesus did for them. And they're spiritually we all have spirit mans. We all have a soul inside of us. We all have a spirit inside of us and our spirits all hunger for Jesus. But sometimes we, we start mixing that up or we get into, um, and that's how people get into like witchcraft or voodoo and all that kind of, you know, new age tarot card readings and, you know, signs and, you know, all that kind of stuff that's actually unhealthy for them, but they're still actually spiritually, dead on the inside. They're spiritually, they're still hungry. They're still thirsty. And so that's why you see them, you know, tapping into other things. Like they'll go from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, trying to get spiritually full, trying to get spiritually fed. And the only way that we can do that, the only way that we can do that is through Jesus. It is through salvation in Jesus that we can be spiritually fed so that we will never hunger or thirst again. That is the only way that we can do that. And Mary knew that. So that's all that I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoy it. I know it was a, it's a lot to, and there's no shame if you are, if you identify with Martha in this season, trying to do all the things. There's no 
there is no shame. Like we, I think as people, we will always kind of, because we live in a world like we live in, there will always, I think, be moments of us trying to do things to try to please people, try to please God. And I think we will always kind of be in spaces like that um, a little bit or kind of seasons like that. But, and it takes work for us to recognize, you know, the season that we're in and takes reflection and all of that. So there is no shame, but I would just encourage you to, again, read the story of Mary and Martha on your own. Like I said, I'll make sure to link everything in the show notes. Um, Read it for yourself. Reflect for yourselves. Ask God to, you know, show you your heart right now. Reflect to see where you are. What state are you in? Are you constantly trying to do everything else, do the things of life that you're missing a moment with God? And if that is the case, let's get into a moment with God. Let's get into God's presence. Find ways to do that, that work for you. Like I said, I'm not going to prescribe anything for that. Um, That is between you and God and how that's going to work out for you and your lifestyle and your day to day. It's going to look different for for everybody. It'll absolutely look different for everybody. So um, just find... I just encourage you to find ways to spend time with God, to be still at Jesus' feet. And it, like I said, it will look different for everybody. Um, it's not going to look the same. So if for you, for one person, it may look like waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning and spending time in the Word. For another person, it may look like right before they go to bed, you know, and they're winding down, and they're winding down time. It may look like for some, I know for um, seasons in my life where it was actually during my lunch break at work or um for some, it may be while you're in the kitchen and you're praying and you're, you know, listening to the word or whatever. It'll it'll always look different for different people um, in different seasons of life. But just trying to find spaces of being still so that you can get filled, so that you can get spiritually filled. We should never go a day. Just like how our bodies, we can't really go too long without eating. We get hunger pains. We get migraines, headaches, whatever. Um, I know I get hangry sometimes. So just in the same way that our physical bodies need food and need water and, you know, need nutrition and all of that, the same way that our spiritual man, um, our spirit man needs um, the bread of life that needs Jesus. So I hope you guys enjoyed um, today's episode talking about Mary and Martha. Um, Like I said, if you haven't listened to part one of this series i would encourage you to listen to that then come over and listen to part two Um, we'll be back next week talking about another woman in the bible so i'm excited for that Um, if you would like to stay updated on everything you can visit my website which is www.withlovebydiamond if you would like to watch the podcast on youtube it's with love by diamond podcast and then all other podcasting platforms with love by diamond podcast if you would like to follow me on Instagram, it is at with love by diamond. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that you guys are here. Really appreciative, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast episode. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.